Welcome back. I'm still here with Colin, and uh, I think the signature of your work um, is that you travel everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, well, so let's just um, let's just list off some states or national parks. Let's just <laughs> just to develop some credibility here. Yeah. Uh, in in my forerunner, yeah, I've now been to actually this might include my Explorer too. Now I can't recall for sure, but driving a vehicle. With a starting point in Des Moines, Iowa, I've been to 36 states, uh, two countries. I've been to the border of Mexico, but I didn't have my passport, so uh, I couldn't cross over. Okay. That'll be that'll happen this year, though. So that would have been that would have added one more country on there. Um, but yeah, I mean national parks. I do need to like go through and keep track of that because I would like to to try and hit hit all of them. Either there's some super remote ones that make that really difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a ton of traveling. It's a ton of driving, usually by myself. Like most of my traveling, I do solo, which is not yeah. a problem for me. I love that. Okay, and like the crazy part is that like this year even, I think you went down to Arizona, over to New York, back down to Arizona. Yeah. Right? I, and this we're only like four months into the year. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been all over and it is... It's not necessarily always out of necessity or for like paid work, but I, sometimes I'm able to like fit in something yeah, like, yeah. especially like Denver's like kind of my go-to like, Hey guys, I'll be in Denver. Who needs like <laughs> yeah, family correct. pictures or something? Cause Top that's like, off. Top off yeah. that tank before <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like otherwise, I mean, I've got friends in, in Phoenix and stuff that I'll hit up. Yeah. Uh, cause I, I head down that way quite a bit. So yeah. I'm, I find myself the Denver to Phoenix trip a couple times a year so for like the novices like me where where are the best trails i know that like utah is full of trails everywhere yeah arizona yeah the further west you go uh the more public lands there are which usually translates to more trails and obviously the further east i mean that it's just been it was established so much earlier in our our country's uh timeline that all that land has been bought up. It wasn't until they started moving west that they realized, wait, wait, we can't let people own all the land. Like we got to have some land for the for the for the recreational folks to use. Okay. Uh, so like the state of Nevada, I believe, has the the most public lands like per per square mile. Um, but like all of them, really, Utah's great. Arizona's pretty good. Um, and I mean, it can be anything from from national forest which is usually really accessible and you can do a lot of driving and hiking and things like that. Whereas like a national park, no dogs allowed, stay on the trail. Like don't yeah, like, yeah. don't just go create your own path. Uh, and then there's like BLM lands, the Bureau of land, land Management, which is kind of like, here's 300 square miles, uh, close the gate behind you when you go in. <laughs> and you just have to, you just have to learn how to read the signage uh, and, and know when something is is accessible to anybody is like accessible to with a permit um that's kind of a tough one to know especially if you're on like i'm usually traveling on the fly i don't plan this stuff out i have an idea of where i'm gonna go but i don't know hey tomorrow at noon i'm gonna be here yeah. i better make sure i get a permit to go like to this lake that i want to go to okay um whereas then you get there you have no cell phone service the ranger station's not open it's like can I just go in here? And you just do, like I always just go, because usually you have to come back out, and usually if you come back out, there might be somebody there 
if not, like you, it's just like, well, I, yeah. I buy a national park pass every year, so <laughs> I'm trying to contribute a little bit. I'll buy two um, of them some years when I forget mine at home. Yeah, so okay, when we went to Sedona, you had this book where you had a few of the, like the cool trails yep. where you knew of. So tell me some of that. Like, how do you find these locations? Because yeah, you've been some insane places. Yeah, and that's a huge part of it. Those books, I believe Fun Treks makes those books, um, but they have them for. For just a few of the more popular areas like northern southern colorado utah uh arizona and then i think southern california but they're super helpful they're very detailed someone's gone through and driven all yeah. these trails taking photos of like markers so you know like where to turn or especially if you come to like a fork in the road which way you need to go they're super helpful but you can get all that stuff online too mm -hmm. uh it's just a matter of remembering to download the trails uh or actually just downloading the map so you can look at them offline if you need to um, but Gaia GPS is like the the mapping software that I use for that type of stuff. Um, I'm still kind of learning how to use it. It's it's pretty user friendly. Uh, so like on the surface, I'm pretty good at it. I just haven't gotten too detailed on it. But yeah, it's things like that. I mean, a lot of it is I spend a lot of time either just watching videos on YouTube of people. You find like a couple people who do some cool exploring, and you can learn a ton of stuff from them. Um, but you could also go down a rabbit hole of like just pointless. <laughs> trails and watching people do stuff but that and uh on instagram like tons of if i see something cool screenshot it try and find it out later because a lot of people aren't geotagging stuff anymore because of like how much it's kind of helped contribute destroy to like everything. yeah destroying <laughs> popular places so and i have no problem with that like i'm the same i'm kind of i don't feel like i have a big enough following though getting there where maybe i need to be more conscious of that um, and not tagging all the locations. But at this point, I don't think I have enough people who are actually following my lead and going to find these places on their own. But it's a little bit of research like that, and I have no problem with that. Like that's kind of the fun of it, is finding, like you see a cool formation, and it's like, oh, that's a 10 hour hike. I'm like, well, I'm probably never gonna see that because I'm not that big of a hiker that I'm gonna hike 10 miles. But if I can drive someplace and then it's a short hike or something, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, you have a national park pass, how do you navigate some of the laws? Yeah, because there's probably different laws in a lot of these places. Yeah, and a lot of it is, I don't really do a ton of like, unless I'm trying to book like a camping site or, or a yurt or something at a, at a campground, I don't really usually get on their website before I go. But when I pull up there, like the main rules they usually have listed at the gate when you pull up, if there's no ranger there, you can read through them and find out if fires are permitted, if drones yeah. are permitted, if all this stuff is permitted okay. or not. Um, there's obviously, they can't put every rule out there, but it's a good way to just stop at the ranger station. And if there's if there's somebody there, they're usually super helpful. Like yeah. it's it's always good, even though it takes some time to stop and talk to the rangers is the best way to do it for that sure. That makes sense. Um, okay, so when you're traveling, how do you eat? Where are you sleeping a lot of these times? A lot of the times, I. Like this last trip that I went on down to, I drove basically to LA and back. I took all my camping gear and I used it zero times. So <laughs> <laughs> even the best laid plans don't always work out. It's such a pain. It is. Out it's, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, but in that case, I didn't even take a tent. I was actually just going to be sleeping in my Forerunner. Like I can lay down the seats. Uh, the tailgate opens upwards so I can actually uh, hold that up. And there's, there's, there's a lot of room and I get a breeze in through there. Uh, hopefully no bugs or snakes or anything, but uh, a lot of the times for the quick stuff, I'll just sleep in the back of my Forerunner. Um, but other times, yeah, camping, 
is fun when I have time, but I, I find that that just slows me from getting to the next thing, like setting up and breaking down camp. Plus I'm always getting places late at night. So like setting up, finding a campsite in the dark is is way less appealing than showing up and being like, oh, look at that beautiful valley. You show up at night, you're like, I don't even know what's around here. Like I could be like sitting in a abandoned coal mine that's like just <laughs> gross. And, uh, but so I do a lot of cheap hotels, a lot of crappy hotels. Um, though most like the Motel 6s are still really cheap, but they've redone a lot of them. So that's okay. kind of my pro insider tip there on traveling and staying at cheap places. Um, I used to do a lot of Airbnbs, but that kind of requires a little bit more foresight to say like, okay, I'm for sure going to get to this town tomorrow. Like I'll get a place. And sometimes I don't make it to that town and I don't want to be forced to have to like, I miss a sunset someplace and it's like, I'm just going to camp here and get it at sunrise instead of continuing driving on and missing that opportunity completely. So yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a hodgepodge, mostly hotels though. Okay. And mostly not nice hotels. (laughs) Do you, I mean, you're in some really remote places, Like you've been in some really remote places. Are you bringing food with you? Do you just not need to eat or how do you uh, That is, I always bring food with me, but a lot of times it, it either, cause I just have a cooler right now. Like I don't have a fridge in my forward. Like a lot of people who have the setup that I have, have an actual refrigerator that looks like a cooler, but it has a freezer and a refrigerator and it keeps stuff at the temperatures you need it. And a lot of times when I'm traveling through hot places, like I'm usually going to the south. Yeah. And so it's gonna be hotter than where when I left Des Moines. And so my cooler, like you put ice in it, it melts, everything gets wet. You dump out the water, you put more ice in it, it melts, it gets wet. <laughs> by the by like day three, the, everything that's in there is gross. It's just it, yeah, 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 like your cheese sticks are floating. Yeah, and it's yeah. like yeah, they're pre packed they're they're packaged separately, but it's still like it's it still just gross. is like getting gross. stagnant in there. Yeah. So I do all, Alyssa's great at making me food before I go. Like she'll say like, okay, what are you seriously going to eat? Cause she knows, she knows I am, I'm liable to throw away some of it when it yeah. just becomes like, I'm like, this before is too I gross. Before I put a lot of energy yeah. into this. So it's really like, what seriously are you going to eat? I'm not making you a bunch of stuff you're going to throw away. So that's fair. yeah, so it is kind of, uh, it's all that stuff. And then it becomes more like in some of those remote places, it is like, I don't know if you're not hungry, like order something to go because you might not be able, like you might not run into someplace again. But sometimes too, when when I am like in some of those like cooler stretches where I'm just like, oh, this is here and this is here. I go to stop here, stop here. You kind of forget to eat anyways. So it's like, then you just have to make sure you get someplace at night that has food. And I was just talking to somebody the other day about how they're like, I haven't been to a Denny's forever. I was like, I went to Denny's twice last week because I was on the road <laughs> and you get someplace at 1030 at night, especially a small open. town. Yeah. There's nobody stays open in smaller towns, except if they have a Denny's, it's except open. Denny's. Yeah, so <laughs> not proud of it, but I eat, I eat a lot of crappy food when I'm driving. You ha- I mean, there isn't any other way. I don't no, know. it's hard. It's hard. If you um, do you have gas cans that you're taking with you. I do. I've got, yep. So, and I actually, I've actually never used that extra fuel that I have for myself. Okay. Um, I've used it for other people. (laughs) Yeah. Like helping other people out multiple times, but I've just become good enough. It's like, if I have, if I've used a quarter of a tank of gas and I mean, I know, especially in the Southwest, like I know that area well enough now that I'm like, okay, I know there's gas stations around there, but I don't know if I'm, if I'm bouncing from here to here to here, and instead of just a straight line, I might not make it. Like I'll fill up ten dollars worth just because it's like, well, I can get yeah, it now. Who yeah, knows? Right. Who knows when it'll be next? Um. Okay. So, 
how much of, especially in the Southwest, how much have you had to deal with like on your on the photography side, like your gear being dirty? Have you gotten stuff back and had yeah. stuff that was unusable or? <laughs> I have for sure. And it's, it's less of a problem now as I think one trip it was just, and now I can't remember if it was when I was shooting with Mark on our way down there or not. It might've been before that even probably was, but I did not realize, like just looking at the screen, at the like the 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 previews of the shots that I was taking, didn't really notice anything up to him. Uh, but then, yeah, once I like got him on my computer, I was like, dude, I can't even like, I'm not gonna go through and edit out all these dust specs in <laughs> yeah. something, okay. especially if you shoot a time lapse. Then it just is like, you can't edit that stuff out of every photo. It just doesn't, or at least for me, my editing ability, it just doesn't work. Like you, no, you can't do it. Um, and so yeah, I, that's when I kind of learned how to clean like my own sensor because I was kind of nervous about it, which a ton of people are, but it became like a necessity. Like I'm on the road, like I can't just go yeah. find a camera shop and say, will you clean my camera for me? So now I clean my, my sensor myself. Uh, if it's something worse than that, which luckily it hasn't been to this point, like I, I don't know what I would do. I, I mean, I would just shoot it. I guess I'd just keep shooting. I wouldn't have any choice, but okay. uh, but yeah, I do clean. I clean my stuff. I usually clean my stuff before I go. If I'm traveling to a destination and then staying there for a few days, like the end of my trip, and then I turn around from there, I might clean it when I get there too. Okay. Uh, but I've gotten better at not switching lenses on the yeah, fly too. Right. Like I used to do that a lot thinking I needed a different thing. And it's like, man, just just shoot with what you got on there. Like, yeah. it's not worth it to get it real dirty sometimes because it's it is it's dusty out there. Like, you don't even realize it. Like, I'm, even in my Forerunner, like, I get that cleaned every time before I go, and then I get it yeah. clean when I come back. And, like, we're halfway down there. It's like, I haven't even been off-road yet, and it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's dusty everywhere. Yeah. Like, what happened? Um, okay, so here's the million-dollar question that everybody asks me anytime I travel. I'm sure they ask you, and it's, a little bit annoying and it's a valid question but it's how do you get paid or how do you afford to travel all the time yep I definitely get asked that a lot too um, again like like I said earlier or maybe that was in the previous podcast we were doing it's sometimes I am doing that as a like a paid gig it's like hey we need you in Denver to shoot this event for like and that'd be for like an off-roading thing or something uh, that's the best case scenario is like I'm getting paid to go to an off-roading event or at least I'm getting paid for the, some of the content that I create usually not paid for my time for that type of stuff yeah um, but now it's become a lot of my forerunners become popular enough on the internet and my my photography in the forerunner community so there's this is a it's an interesting dynamic that I deal with now my my regular photography like the Powers Media House Instagram page, I do a ton of landscape on there, but there's hundreds of thousands of landscape photographers who go to cooler places than I go to, <laughs> who are better photographers than I am, who are better photo editors than I am. So like, I don't, I don't stick out, except maybe among my friends where they're like, holy cow, you've been to cool places. But in the grand scheme of Instagram, I don't stand out through my Powers Media House page at all. And that's kind of reflected in like the number of people who follow me because there's a, you can go any place and get cool landscape photos. Whereas like my off-roading page, the Powers 4x4, I have a very cool vehicle in a very unique color that's very desirable and there's not a ton of them. I take better photos than most people who have a vehicle <laughs> like that yeah, or yeah. who are in off-roading. So I am able to reach people 
because I do stand out in the off-roading community as a photographer with not only like my ability to shoot stuff, but the vehicle that I drive and the places that I take it. That's fair. So it's, it's become much, much more popular, much, much faster, and will continue to do and, so. And it's just like, how can you not like a forerunner? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I think that if you're a, there's a, like if I see a really beautiful girl who's 18, it's like, well, do I want to like that? Like, is that, like, I, if I like and then all of a sudden is my wife going to be like, oh, what were you liking on Instagram? Yeah. You know, it's like, where, like, no, it's not like, it's not like your forerunner is going to be like, nobody hey, gets in trouble. You liked a black yeah. forerunner and I'm Sam Stone or whatever. Quicksand. Quicksand. You know, so I think that that's like a, you know, it's like a ice cream. Yeah. Like, hey, who hates ice cream? Yeah. Very few people. That's it. Yeah. Know? So there's an element of that where I could see there being like exponential growth. And so that, and also that, uh, I don't know, like how that has worked out for me is it's given me a ton of confidence in the content that I create for people in the off-roading community. So now when I reach out to brands, like I don't reach out to brands through my Powers Media House one because I understand like the market for that is not, I'm not gonna be involved in that. But the off-roading community, I'll reach out to these big brands that have 300,000 Instagram followers and tons and sell tons of product every year. And I'll say, hey, here's what I'm creating for my vehicle. Like, and here's how I've built this following. Like, I, I know you're probably not gonna pay me money, but I like your product. Like, send me that or yeah, yeah. give me a deal on that. talk about this? Yeah, and like, I'd love to discuss a partnership with that. And like that's just not my personality except I've recognized like what I can offer to them is more yeah. than what most people can offer to them in that. Correct. So you're a one-stop shop and you can do it yourself yeah. yep. and you're insanely committed in the sense that like, and I'm willing to do the trips and correct. go shoot that stuff, which is exactly what this last trip was. Evan and some of our other friends were down at Coachella. I wasn't going to Coachella, but it's like, if you I are, drive, you've already been a few times. Yeah. It's it. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, Beyonce's not going to be there. Hard pass. Uh, but, uh, but it was one of those things where it's like, I need to go shoot some content. Like I've got a bunch of new brands that have given me deals on stuff or given me stuff that I have to go shoot this for them yeah. because now I owe them something. Oh, like they, re- you're really, they're really twisting your arm. Yeah, so go I have to go to, to Moab. Yeah. Ever. Now I'm <laughs> stuck in Moab for two days doing <laughs> incredible trails. It was hysterical to watch you on social media and all the people that I know that you were down there with, yeah. they're at Coachella. I'm like, wait, Colin's not there. And yeah. you're like, your picture is like, oh, you're, yeah. oh yeah, no, that's him. He's not, he's not at Coachella. They were even like, if we, I think we can get you a ticket do you want to go Saturday I was like I've got play- I'm going to Anza Borrega State Park to go off-roading with some guy from San Diego that I've never met in my One life of my internet friends yeah I want to go hang out with my internet yeah friends. I met up with a ton of internet friends and I remember how weird that used to be it still sounds weird but it's like that's how I'm, I've met tons of people uh yeah through 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 my forerunner like yeah. literally Interesting. And I the funny part is that even the little bit that when we traveled together I posted a few pictures of it. Yeah. I get like a whole bunch of comments or like, Oh, that's your friend with the forerunner. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like yeah. that's just that's kind of Well and it's especially cool when you can reach like the people who follow you, probably none of them follow forerunner accounts or offloading no, no, no. accounts not at all. A lot of crossover. Yeah. And so say. for them to see it. They're, it's like so new to them. Like I feel like they're very easily impressed with whatever we're doing, even yeah. though we were doing cool stuff regardless. Yeah. But it's like they're just like, oh crap, that's like 
a new thing Justin can bring to the table yeah, as a photographer. I love like that idea. he can take you on an adventure too. Correct. Yeah. And the fun. Okay, so the funniest part when I was shooting this stuff with Colin was that like. I'd be like, hey, there's a spot. I'm going to go work this spot. And when I work a spot, it's like five to ten minutes at the most, right? Which is like enough time for you to go find a different (laughs) spot kind of close by. So I'm like there taking a picture of a couple. And I look over and Colin's like got his... his Backing it into a party. Backed up to the edge of the cliff. And then he's got his long lens getting that (laughs) shot. So it's really... It was really funny. But like it was so when we traveled together, it worked so well that like, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was long enough for you to do your own thing yeah. and me to do my own thing. Or even you would say like, we do a couple shots with the couples <laughs> and you'd be like, all right, do you guys, we're going to swing through here real quick. Colin's got to get a couple pictures of his forerunner <laughs> yeah, and they would just like sit in the back seat <laughs> yeah. in my shot. It's all right. The, the windows are tinted. They won't yeah. see us sitting here awkwardly. <laughs> but uh, it was, it was so fun. And I think that the, in some sense we have the same, mentality that it's like let's go to insane places yep. and like i want to put a couple in that insane place you want to put your car in that yeah. insane place yep. and we can take the exact same photo and it'll be used for two completely different things and so. it doesn't matter to either of us if that takes 12 hours just in that day yep. to get 20 minutes of shooting yep. you know i think that that's what one of the biggest similarities between you and i is that like I'm really committed and really excitable about shooting something that's crazy. Yep. So it's like, oh man, if we had the opportunity to go yeah. to here, 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 and there, yep. you know, we'd be like, uh, yes, yep. whatever that takes. And so that's been the fun part for me. Um, and I think that that's where you found a lot of joy in the industry. Oh as yeah, well. for sure. Um, if give me a few like let's, I don't, I'm not going to know fully what you're talking about. But like, let's reward anybody that's following this podcast in the uh, Overlanding community. Yeah. Are there products or elements to your gear that you like, dude, this has allowed me to do this? Or that, you know, I mean, is there anything that you're like, this is one of the best investments I've done? Yeah, uh, definitely. There absolutely is. Um, And I think it's a good, especially for someone who, like I I get asked a lot, like I'd actually be curious how much product I've helped sell. I know I'm kind of new to this, but like my buddy AJ, who's photo runner on Instagram and anyone who follows me probably follows him already. But he was saying, he's like, I know I've sold six forerunners. Like he's like, I know people have messaged me like, what should I get, blah, blah, blah. And then they send him a picture <laughs> of the forerunner. He's like, f- like literally- Do you hear 40, that Toyota? 40, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that, his end game is, he's an amazing photographer too. His end game is to shoot for Toyota. Yeah. But like, He's literally like just, I mean, and of, of course, all the other products that he pushes, I mean, that he has on his Forerunner. Other is, people go, put yeah, on like people ask him all the time, like, what do I need? Like, what is this product? Like, I mean, I'm even working on setting up like an Amazon account that Wish people, that, yeah, like that it can link, yeah, yeah. yeah, that it can link to because I get asked so many times about things that I have bought on Amazon for my truck. You can't buy everything on there, but like a lot of the lighting and like your, uh, your tablets and things that you're using for GPS and things like that. Like people message me all the time and those are small ticket items. But I mean, he's literally selling forerunners <laughs> because of his. And I get that too. Like, that's awesome. Like I'm going to, I'm trying to find one of those. If I find the quicksand color, I'm going to buy it. I'm like, I hope you do. Like the, it's, it's <laughs> okay, cool. So let's get to the bottom of it. What's, what's my investment? Say that I need to get, I want to get a pimped out forerunner. Oof. What do I got to get in at? Well, the brand new, it's so like a 2020, uh, 4Runner TRD Pro, I bet 
would set you back like forty-eight grand probably. Okay. And so then you're. But I want. But listen, I want right. cool. What do, then, what do I need? Then you're <laughs> at like where I started, which is now like looks adorable. Like how <laughs> how much I really think it. You could drive your kids to soccer, and it, but it's the most capable forerunner they make uh, out of the factory. But yeah, I mean, God, I'd hate to think <laughs> about how much all Infinite. this stuff. Yeah, I mean. Luckily, you get to spread that all out over time. You're yeah. not like writing one big check, but I'm sure it's, sure it's over 60 grand. Yeah. See, and that's the thing that I hope that you took away from when we traveled together was that like the product of taking people with you is uh, like if I can, it's one thing if I can give somebody cool photos, but yeah. like with Jack and Carrie in particular, we took this couple with us and it's like the photos were good. But the experience was incredible. It was, yeah. And so, like, your photos are just a reference. And that's a lot of times when you're shooting a wedding. It's like, the photos are awesome of a wedding. But what it does is it just, it's a cue to remember how incredible sure. the wedding itself was. Yep. And so, I always, I feel like with you and your vehicle, I don't know that you want to start, like, schlepping, like, <laughs> cullen trips yeah. for only yeah. X amount of money. <laughs> But I actually felt like the car was comfortable to travel in the whole time. Yep. And you actually have this insane access that nobody has, which is that like yep. we can get in this car and go over there, and there isn't another way to go over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's well, and that's, it's and it's pulling up to something like at that at the entrance to uh, God, what was that trail in Sedona? Yeah, I can't think of the name of it. But anyways, we pull up to that trail, and you're like. Okay, well, we can't go here. The Where do we go? lot's full of people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we go and there's only yeah, and you're like, well, I five pink Jeeps and that yeah. was it. That yeah. was something, you know? And it's like, well, we can't go this way. It's like, oh, no, that's the way we're going. No, that's like, that's literally go. the way we're going. Yeah. And it is like I've had the – it is – it's a ton of fun for me. And you were, pro you were probably one of the first people that I got to take and, like, you just rode shotgun for the trip. And it was like, yeah. here's what we're doing. You've never been in a vehicle like this. I'm going to let you experience it, what I've already experienced. Dude, I looked up Forerunners <laughs> yeah. when I got, I mean, and then I couldn't yeah. afford one. Right. <laughs> but I looked them up. At yeah, least. and <laughs> I bet everybody does that after they go someplace, not just with me, but with anybody who hasn't experienced off-roading like that. Because I took, Evan got to do it. Like, usually Evan has to fly to wherever, if we're going to Lake Tahoe or something, he has yeah. to fly there because he doesn't have the time to take off from work. But he got to go from Denver to Tahoe through Moab, up through Canyonlands, yeah. across Nevada, and he like loved it. He had an awesome time doing that because he had never got to experience that as much as I do it. Then my buddy Tom Major, like he drove from I picked him up in Denver. A lot of people, a lot of people like to skip the Des Moines to Denver yes, section correct. of the trip. It's not. I mean, it's, I, a, it's a strange. I pick up a lot of people in Denver, <laughs> and uh, and then take them to the cool stuff, uh, which I totally get. I'd do that too if I could. Um, but yeah, like my buddy Tom Major picked him up in Denver, and we drove. I mean, we took the long route. I mean, man, we were gone. For, I think it was eight days it took us to get from Denver to Palm Springs. I mean, we couldn't have, you, there's not a much longer ways that you can take. And it was awesome. But he also, the whole time was like, this is all, like, I can't believe we're doing this. I can't believe we're driving on this, through this, over this. Like, yeah. it's crazy. And then even my buddy Jay went, uh, we just did a shorter trip, Denver, up to like uh, Sturgis, South Dakota, and to do some work stuff. And I mean, that he honestly, the whole way there, he's like looking for like lift kits for his Volvo now. He honestly is like, he wants to take his Volvo off-roading yeah. because he's just hooked on it. It was so Correct. much fun. It is, like, it is. And I think that's uh, 
a world I, I knew nothing about. I mean, it'd be weird yeah. to have the forerunner that's pimped out and then the three car seats in the back for me. <laughs> but, you know, some of that stuff, I, it's a, in my world, if I want to be different than everybody else, I only have a few options. It's like everyone else is at Horseshoe Bend, everyone else yeah. is at Banff. You know, what are you going to do that actually sets you apart? So it's like one of the things I've done is I've shot Sunrise because everyone's shooting Sunset, yeah. but the light's incredible, but different yeah. at Sunrise. But again, it's like you have this this competitive advantage that like you literally can get into places yep. that are not, yep. you know, that me and my Chevy Malibu. <laughs> but that you make a good point though too. But that's a huge part of it is when I go on those trips, like I see every single sunrise. Like I never sleep in ever. Yep. Like I I might get in. I mean, I see every sunset too, obviously, because yep. I'm out driving, and then I drive into the night usually and find a hotel wherever I will need to be for the next sunrise or camping if there's no no place to to sleep in a hotel there but that is a huge part of it is like it's i'm not going to claim that i'm out there working hard driving to all these scenic places yeah but i mean but it is it's like a huge cost yeah i'm doing tons of stuff to make sure that i'm putting myself in the best situation to be to get the best shot that i can get because that's the way I drive the 5,000 miles is to get as many awesome shots as I can get so that I can open up a gallery selling prints yeah. where I don't have to shoot another wedding again. I don't have to shoot any real estate crap anymore or yeah. any great real estate photos for all you realtors out there. It's not crap. <laughs> uh, but, like, <laughs> but like, that's my goal. My end game is to be traveling outside of the United States even and taking cool photos that people want to buy so that that is literally my job is selling prints of things that I think were cool that hopefully other people think and, is cool. And the Toyota community allows you to get into those places and yep. get some money out of it yep. and builds that following. But the reality is like, I may not print your car <laughs> and put right. it up above my fireplace, but, but you've been every cool place. Somebody did the first person ever just messaged me for that last week. They're like, I love this picture of your forerunner. Like, can I like, can you send me the file so I can print it? I was like, well, shoot me an email. I'll, I'll sell you the file that <laughs> yeah, you can correct. print good, it. Good. You can't just print it. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so let's let how do, how can people find you on social media? Yeah, so it is no longer Overland Iowa. It's now Powers Four by Four on Instagram. I'm working with the uh, the Facebook police to change over Overland Iowa Facebook page. I might just start from scratch because I don't have a huge following on Facebook, regardless. Okay. Um, or email me Powers Four by Four at gmail.com or Powers Media House at gmail.com. Where where can we see your gallery of stuff? You have it up on yet? I have a website for Powers Media House um, that hopefully will be updated soon now that we're talking about it. It's always <laughs> a good reminder. Um, and then Overland Iowa is still my website, but I'll hopefully be changing that over here soon. But Great. yeah, I mean, most pretty much most of my stuff is on Instagram, on Great. either Instagram account. Great. So, yeah. Dude, I am so excited for you and what you're doing. You, your stuff has been really inspirational to me. And I mean, that's like how we got together. It's like you you go everywhere and I, you know you know the spots and um that's been so fun to see so yep. keep up the good work and thanks for joining us today guys thanks